welcome to The Real Pulpit. I'm your host, Dejour Evans, and award season gives me brain damage. Joining me for the very first episode of semester are three voice staffers. Abby, how are you doing today? Good, thanks for having me. Of course, yeah. Steven, how are you? Pretty good. And Bella, how are doing you? Well. Doing well. Right, so in today's episode, we decided that we would take a quick look at the year in film, 2019. It's been a, a very interesting year in film, I'd say. And then, of course, we, we got to go over these Oscar nominations because as much as we like to ignore the Oscars or would like to ignore the Oscars, they are a thing that happens every year and that I, at least, unfortunately, end up paying attention to. So, yeah, thought we'd start with our best of, best of the year. What movies that really stuck out to us? Abby. Okay. I think I remember my top five <laughs> off the top of my head. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, that's a good one. Four? Can't think of it right now. <laughs> but then my top three were um, Knives Out, which I can't defend. Uh, my number two was Parasite, and my number one was Marriage Story, which, again, can't defend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to defend those. I think that is, like, very solid decisions. I mean, I will defend them as movies, but not necessarily <laughs> the placement on my list. That makes sense. I really love Knives Out. Personally, I yeah, I love yeah. both Knives Out and Marriage Story. Yeah, they both made my top ten. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think Knives Out might be like number eleven for me, but like Marriage Story is in my top ten. So yeah, I think I think that was a solid little list you had. Oh, I forgot. I put Nineteen Seventeen in my top five, which I know ah. you are not going to be happy with. <laughs> I have thoughts about Nineteen Seventeen. Yeah, I, I have since seen it, and yeah, we'll get into that when we talk about the Oscars. <laughs> Uh, Steven. So my top five for the year, number five was Parasite, uh, number four was Booksmart, number three was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, number two was Dolomite Is My Name, and number one was a tiny little movie that nobody saw uh, from Mexico called Tigers Are Not Afraid, and it's amazing, and people should go watch it. Yeah, I still, um, since the last time, because a few of us have spoken in the past about what our movies are, since we are all in the voice and in leisure. And since the last time we've spoken, it's been in my watch list, and I still need to, to watch it. I, I really want to. Magical. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm really happy that Dolomite is, like, on your list, because it's also in my top ten. Um, and it's just, it's so good. So much fun. So it much fun. It made me fun. so happy. It made me want to go watch more movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Made me want to make movies. Exactly. It was, yeah. it was amazing. a very good time. Uh, Bella? I... I don't really remember what exactly my top five was, but it has kind of shifted since I've seen some movies since last time I thought about it. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is definitely my top five. Um, I also really enjoyed 1917, mostly for some technical reasons, because um, Roger Deakins is pretty amazing. Oh, yes. I was surprised by Marriage Story. I didn't think I would like it. I ended up really liking it. Um, I really enjoyed this movie called Hotel Mumbai that not many people saw. And that was kind of, I think, tied for my fifth with um, The Farewell. Um, and I did enjoy Joker, which I can defend a little bit. I, <laughs> um, I have since seen a comment that was in our group chat, which um, has changed my opinion maybe of the director a little bit. Um, but I still want to maybe comment a little bit about that. Um, just in case viewers may have not uh, seen the script, uh, there was a line in the script in which, I don't remember it word for word, but it was along the lines of like, he 
being the Joker is walking around in a poverty-infested like neighborhood, like just all of these very interesting ways to describe a neighborhood that doesn't have a lot of white people in it because the very last line of it was, he is the only white face <laughs> there, which is just, like it's not technically like wrong. Like there are neighborhoods in New York that are impoverished that only have like black or brown people, but it was just written so weirdly and like unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, and it when I was watching the movie, it did stand out to me in especially the first half that all of the little like like the little things that were annoying him mm-hmm. all came from people of color. Yeah. And I mean the the big bad guys all end up being rich white dudes, but like <laughs> before that it's like people of color are inconveniencing him and making him mad and then yeah. he kind of takes that out on killing yeah. people. The script also described that scene the black woman on the bus as like mm. you can tell she's angry. And I'm just like, oh wonderful describing <laughs> black woman is angry. We love that. <laughs> yeah, I think the only time you really see a person of color character that is also inconvenienced by what's going on is his therapist. Yeah. She says they don't care about people like us, but also she is kind of inconveniencing him at the same time, so, yeah. Interesting. Fucking joker. Um, so, yeah, so my my top five are uh, The Irishman, Uncut Gems, The Farewell, Little Woman, and Parasite uh, is my number one of the year. Um, I could talk more about Parasite in detail, but uh, I want to specifically get into my love for Uncut Gems, which is just a two-hour-long anxiety attack in the best way possible, in my opinion, and then also The Farewell, um, which is just one of the most, I think, like, emotional and, like, it really takes its time with, like, the themes that it's exploring and... uh, Lulu Wang has solidified herself with this film as like a director that I will absolutely be like paying attention to come this uh this decade, and I just feel like we can get in we can get into this the snubs yeah the snubs at the Oscars, the farewell got zero nominations to transition to the Academy Awards, which our favorite our favorite <laughs> awards no, <they're laughs> every <not>. year. <laughs> The Farewell got zero awards, not even Best Original Screenplay, which was probably its best chance, maybe, mm-hmm. or Best International Feature Film, which was recently changed from Best Foreign Film. And I was wondering what you guys think about the fact that The Farewell, probably its best shot was Original Screenplay and Best Foreign Film, because that's where it's kind of been really like playing at this award season before it got cut short at the Oscars. like. Do you guys consider The Farewell to be a foreign film? Like, should it be in that category or not? Would it, if it was so. to get nominated? I think so, just because of how much of the movie is not in English. The cultural values that are being portrayed are not Western, they're not American. I don't understand why it wouldn't be. I mean, is Lulu Wang, is she, is she like a permanent resident here? Like, was she born here? I don't really know any of that information, but I don't really think it matters if she filmed in China she if this is a story about like the culture itself was a24 the yeah distributor of this i mean the the discourse i've seen about it is that like fundamentally it's like trying to portray like an asian american story which is like that's kind of the framing with like her mom and her life 
in America. I don't know. I guess they solved the problem by not nominating it at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. just they didn't have to make a decision because they didn't nominate it. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole division between foreign films and not foreign films is weird yeah. and flawed and doesn't make sense. I think this would fall if you have to go into that um I mean if you have to split everything into those two categories, this is in kind of a weird gray mm-hmm. area where it's kind of in the middle. Um I think it was a co-production between the US and between US and Chinese production companies. Um but regardless, it should have gotten some recognition for something. Yes, I 100% agree. I think I think the problem at core, he, I mean, I would not put it in for film category, personally. I think that it is very, especially if you consider it a film about, like, Lulu Wang, which is, like, a personal piece. It's very much trying to tell the story of, like, uh, a child of immigrants who, like, immigrated herself to America, and it's doing that with a Chinese back, like, a backdrop of China. Um, but I think the problem at core is more so just the weird like not really defined mm. well laws laws <laughs> rules <laughs> I hate the Oscars rules that go into what is a foreign film and what isn't I think the whole category itself is just I feel like it's a lot of times ends up being a cop out category yeah. like mm-hmm. we're gonna give like with Roma last year exactly like, I Besides Best Director, it got banned, and they were like, we're not going to give it Best Picture now because we gave it Best International Film. It's so weird that they nominate, like, movies for both those categories, Best Picture and Foreign Slash International Film. And it's just, it's exactly that. It's like, they're going to give it Foreign International. I keep calling it Foreign. Yeah. Um, it was Foreign for yeah. a long time. Just yeah, up changed. until this year. Yeah. Um, and then they're not going to give it Best Picture because of that re- Like... Parasite might win Best Picture, but is that going to be the reason it's not going to win Best Picture? I think. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's a good lead up to some of these, <laughs> to some of these interesting categories. I was thinking we could start with a few more things on the technical side of the Oscars. Um, I specifically wanted to talk about costume design for a second here, mm-hmm. because it boggles my mind. That Joker made it into costume design for Dolomite. It's just for the Joker costume. It's just just for for that one Joker costume. I'm trying to remember like a single other outfit in that movie. A single other costume. It's like Dolomite, she handmade those costumes. She being Ruth E. Carter. Those costumes herself, they were such an integral part of the film. And she's literally last year's winner for Black Panther, and they were like, nah, we're just gonna throw Joker in there, because why not? And like, it was a given that, I mean, I think Little Woman would deserve, and I feel like it was gonna be a given that like Irish Man and Once Upon a Time of Holly would get in there. I thought that it, yeah. those were gonna be a given. I don't know if I would necessarily put them in there, but that made sense to me. But when I saw that Joker <laughs> come across the screen when I was watching the Oscar nomination, I was like, it, what? It, what? <laughs> I have a theory. Ah, yes. Um, because I was also surprised, Dolomite, I was surprised to not see on here, Dolomite is my name. Yeah. Um, 
I was also surprised to not see Rocket Man on here. Yes. Same. Because the yes. costumes for that were really good. Really good. So I have a theory that those didn't get nominated because the actual quote unquote designs of the costumes were done by Elton John and Rudy Ray Moore back in the day. And but nowadays of... they're just recreating them, which I realize is is shortchanging what the people today are doing, and it's not as easy as I'm making it sound. But I wonder if the theory behind it has something to do, has with, something that. To do with that. But I heard a lot of the costumes on Rocket Man were like original designs, like they weren't like they were based off like the vibe of like Elton John costumes. Yeah, like but... a lot of them were like. I mean, I don't. I haven't read about the costumes. I'm just going <laughs> off the end credits when like they showed. They all were like really solid I don't want to use the word imitation because it feels like less than which is not what I'm trying to get across but I can't think of a better word right now they were all like really solid like imitations in that they looked a lot like but they had like yeah different touches in them which I think makes it even like better in my yeah. opinion you could also just say the same thing for little women's costumes though it's just a period costume and a period, a period piece is always going to make it into best yeah. costume yeah. right and i mean like the like everything is beautiful yeah but it's still like an imitation of yeah very realized outfits that people yeah. at the time have worn and it goes for dolomite too the only way it doesn't work is if we're talking about joker yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean all of these are even yeah jojo rabbit as well all of these yeah. are like imitating like yeah. a time period which is very much right. typical like like oscar fair for something except joker i guess i don't know would they see <laughs> comic book movie or were like <laughs> like i guess black black panther won last year so i guess they saw a comic book movie again but it's like black panther actually had costumes yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a full realized world of costumes yeah it's i don't weird. even remember what joker was wearing for the of the movie, <laughs> that he wasn't dressed up as the joker yeah, it's... Well, and it also might have been, I think a couple of years back, like, La La Land got Best Costume True, Design yeah. nomination, which was weird from... The way that I understand the Academy works is anybody who's in the Academy can vote on any category, even if they know nothing about it. <laughs> um, what a mess. Yeah, so a bunch of people were probably like, uh, yeah, Joker was good. I remember the Joker costume. <laughs> costume design. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, some of the outfits in La La Land are iconic. I guess you could say that about the Joker suit too, though. So you know, I uh, I'm a big fan of La La Land's costumes, but your point still stands regardless yeah. of that. I think. I think it'd be funny if they gave it to Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like that would just be a bad look for them. <laughs> yeah. Especially, yeah. Nope. That would I'm... be. I f so yeah. Let's let's go into like predictions for these as well. Um. So what do you guys think will win? I think. Little Women. Little Women. Yeah, I think Little Women has... I mean, she's won before uh, Jacqueline, I'm pretty sure. She's won for something. I don't remember. I know she did Pride and Prejudice costumes. I really like the costumes for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But that's just me maybe liking an aesthetic. Yeah. Instead of, like, a Little Women's costumes are more impressive. Once, sure. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is interesting, too, because they have, like the costumes for the movies that they're making in the movie. Yeah. So there's, like, layers. Yeah, there's layers to it. It was the same with Dolomite. Because, yeah. like, they're imitating yeah. a movie because they're making the movie that actually exists. Um, oh, that scene when they, like, they all, like, roll up to, like, the studio, all, like, dressed yeah. oh, to the that, that alone should have won <laughs> the best <laughs> costume design, let alone a nomination. Um, but, yeah, I, I also predict Little Woman. I feel yeah. like... Jacqueline, if that's how you pronounce her name, I think she has that one in the bag. 
Uh, moving on to another category that I thought was pretty interesting was film editing. Mm. Um, <laughs> As we know, they make great decisions they make in the great film editing with the category. Film editing category i.e. last year? year's Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, wasn't that for um, the scene at the end, the concert, that was supposed to be kind of like... But does it deserve it, it based on that? The I editing in that film was that. one of the worst parts of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, if they're con- continuing on that streak, I feel like they're going to give it to Jojo jo- Rabbit. I, think, I actually think that it's between Jojo Rabbit and Parasite, because if you look at the, uh, the what are they called, the Ace Awards for like editing, mm-hmm. um, Parasite won for drama and Jojo Rabbit won for comedy for the mm-hmm. specific like Editing Guild Awards. And so I think it's going to go to one of those two. I would love it to go to Parasite. Uh, that film yeah. has fantastic editing. That montage scene, I mean, just beautiful. Um, but I think one of the strengths of Jojo Rabbit was its editing, to be fair. Yeah. so Maybe it's because I just didn't, didn't I really like didn't like the, I didn't like the pacing of the movie, so I feel like that uh, affected it for got me. Got it, got it. That makes sense, that makes sense. I'm going to predict Parasite. Um, and I'm going to say also I would like Parasite to win. I'm only judging this based off the the Ace Guild Awards, which I believe Bohemian Rhapsody also won the year that it won. Remember. Which I could be wrong about that. Um if that's the case, then I don't know what's gonna win editing. But the interesting thing about editing was that both Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and nineteen seventeen didn't make it in mm. the editing category. And the editing category is usually considered front runners. Now I still think nineteen seventeen is a front runner regardless. I think the problem with 1917 was Academy doesn't really like the long take thing when it comes to the editing category. They, yeah. That's kind of bonkers, though. It, because it's not even a one take. It's, it's not, not a real one take. Yeah. So the editing is integral in making it look like a good one take. I feel like if it doesn't have, like, flashy, like, editing, mm. then they're going like to, like... Bohemian Rhapsody. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like what Steven said earlier. There's a lot of people voting who may not exactly know what goes into good editing so yeah. like if it's not really like in your face good yeah. like obviously good or in last year's case obviously bad apparently then they just ignore it and i guess that was the case with 1917 where like you have to kind of know what went into the one take to understand why the editing yeah. was really good but do you yeah. think they would give it to a three and a half hour long movie <laughs> <laughs> i was kind of shocked that the irishman was nominated i think it might have been nominated because it's that long. It's They're that like long? they sat yeah, through that I movie and edited it. What so was unique yeah. About the editing of that film. I thought it had some good, had some good like stuff. it had some good stuff in Especially it. Especially in the last like hour and a half yeah. or so. Yeah. That's just the best part of the movie though. Yes. Yes. <laughs> story wise yes. too. Yes. I still haven't seen The Irishman. <laughs> it's a long. It's a long. I've seen it twice now. Set aside an entire <laughs> yeah. day. Set aside <laughs> the first time I saw it, I broke the the viewing in you know yeah. little parts. Um, <laughs> Especially because my house was being painted, so like I would like when they came and I was like, nice break. But yeah, I'm gonna predict Parasite for that one. Um, and then another one that I just uh, technical, more technical category that I just wanted to briefly talk about was production design, mm-hmm. because while I think nearly all of these films had like good production design, I'm going to lose my mind if it doesn't go to Parasite. They built those sets. That house they built, that whole street where like the uh, lower class live, they built that. Everything was 
built for those sets. If it doesn't give production design, I don't know what. That doesn't make any sense to me. But, yes, I'm but. sure 1970 <laughs> is pretty, but like. Oh, so I was gonna say I think they're gonna give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, they're, they're definitely, definitely gonna give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They're definitely giving it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The only thing I know about the production design of that movie is that they shut down that street for a, for a day, and then, and, they then re- they, and then they rebuilt everything on top of it. Yeah, they remade it to look like look like that time. Nineteen sixty nine. And so did that one TV show. What's it called? The one that was canceled at Netflix to get down. He rebuilt the Bronx, <laughs> and it was canceled. <laughs> I just think Quentin is such. It's a... gonna go to Once Upon a Time, but it should go to Parasite, in my opinion. Although, also, just for nineteen seventeen, the look of No Man's Land yes. in that movie was spectacular. It's, I mean, gross, but. Yeah. In like a really pretty movie. You had to get all those rats, <laughs> rats, <laughs> rats and crows and corpses and yeah. You just like Quentin is so meticulous. Like he is so obsessed with detail, and if you look at that shot of that street, everything is perfect. Um, and everything is more perfect than Parasite, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I should go to Parasite and not once. But it's gonna go to once, and you know what? It's fine. Like it's fine. I've accepted my fate. That house in Parasite does have such a presence, though, in the oh. film. Like, it's so unique to the story. Like, it has yeah. such an effect. Most of it so takes place in that house. And yeah. it, the whole the house is a character yeah. itself. And the contrast between the house and the and street. The street. Yeah. Oh. And then that, when they're, like, running back to the street, and you see them going, like, down through the yes. entire city. Just come on. a lot of good oh, stuff. Parasite. <laughs> okay. We'll talk more about Parasite. I just want to say, yeah. Ari Aster snubbed twice for production design. Not that they'll ever nominate not his movie. Not ever nominate <laughs> his movies. But, like, I'm pretty sure, didn't he build the house for Hereditary? Or they had to design that house, i think so. Sure. I think so. And, I mean, Midsummer. Enough said. Midsummer. while I had problems with it as, like, story-wise, from, like, a technical standpoint, I feel like it was pretty flawless. That movie is beautiful. It's gorgeous to look at. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, and yeah, he was he was he was never gonna make it in here. <laughs> I mean, Hereditary is even better than Midsummer and yeah. it didn't get yeah. any any love per usual. And we'll we'll talk more about horror in a second too. Um, so let's get on to some of these some of these bigger categories. Uh, the first one I think of is animated feature because four of these films are not Disney films. Yes. Like, Woo! come the best, on. <laughs> the best film by far is Klaus, and I stand by that. I haven't even seen the other ones, to be honest, <laughs> but I just know Klaus is, Klaus is such a beautiful animation style, mm. and it was a really, like, basic story, but I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. I will say, haven't seen a single one of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I have also not seen any one of these movies, but I just needed to shout out the fact that Disney <laughs> got... No Frozen 2. Yeah. yeah. Like, Good. I and no Lion King. And no Lion Thank King. God. Thank you, Lion God. King. Thank God. I have not seen it. Worst movie of the year. Do you think Lion King <laughs> would qualify for this? It would have yes, to. It it's would, completely like, animated. Yeah, it, it, would, it would have to. I guess. It's just yeah. a, well, I guess they shot themselves in the foot by, like, portraying it as live, live action. action. Quote, unquote. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Beyonce, girl, you know I love you, but that just wasn't it. No, it just it really wasn't was it not. at all. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's going to go to Toy Story 4. Probably. That would make me so upset. It's, 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 it's probably going to go to Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 is fine. 
It's a fine movie, but it's the same thing as the first three. <laughs> it's probably going to go. I mean, I would love it. to. I honestly would love it to go to anything not Toy Story 4, yeah. just because, like, yeah. screw you, Disney. Um, well, won the Golden Globe, Missing Link? Yeah, Missing Link actually won the Golden Globe, but I think Toy Story 4 has been doing well in other mm-hmm. ones. Like, I yeah. think the animated, like, the specific Annie Awards, I think Toy Story 4 did pretty well. I, I don't know, actually. But Missing Link does have really, really beautiful animation. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, a story and movie goes, it's not quite as good as some of, like, his other stuff, but yeah. the animation almost makes up for that. Like, there are times where you're just like, oh, wow, they... And I love stop motion animation. Yeah. So. Yeah. So are we all are we all predicting Toy Story four? You think? I think Missing Link could sneak in based off that Golden Globe win. That was a pretty like that was a shocker to me. So I think it could sneak in. Maybe. I don't think Klaus has much of a chance. No, I okay. There's this really, there's a character in this movie in Klaus that's like a small child and she doesn't speak the language of any mm-hmm. of the other characters, and I was so confused as to what language she was speaking, and I looked it up and it made me do this like whole thing of research about like Sami people. In like, like which are native people to like Scandinavia, yeah. and I was like, this was so random to put in a children's film, but they did it so well, and there was so much care in it, and I just really liked that movie. <laughs> and if it won, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked pleased. as well, and please, I'd, I'd be yeah. pleased with any of you. That's not Toy Story Four, and I haven't <laughs> seen them. I mean, How to Train Your Dragon has like name recognition. I didn't True. know that another one came out this year, so that might be. I only knew because when Juliana was doing the article about mm. it otherwise i have not seen any of the ha- how to train your dragon films i really like the second one yeah i haven't seen any single one. i love the first one the first one's great i didn't like the second one as much and the third one's pretty good is this the fourth one i was no, this is the third one okay it's got this a little like too the much end of the trilogy, slapstick right? humor in it for me but mm. well yeah toy story 4 is probably going to take it because they can't they can't resist that disney Although last year they did with Spider Verse, <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared Wrecker Ralph was gonna take it just because of the Disney factor. I was so scared. Or Incredibles too, uh, which shouldn't have even been nominated, but they don't watch enough fan. Anyways, so yeah, I'm predicting Toy Story four, but I think Missing Link could maybe sneak in based off that Golden Globe win because that was a shocker. Um, all right, let's go on the screenplay. I guess we'll start with Adapted. How? the hell is joker in adapted <laughs> screen what is it adapted on i think just the, random comic books i was to say his character being from a comic book is yeah. purely adapted also the fact that they're just blatantly ripping off every <laughs> scorsese <laughs> might as well just put adapted from taxi driver no yeah. but i almost just said what is the two popes adapted from so i'm just gonna <laughs> wait what is it adapted from it's based... real life oh. <laughs> no it's based on a play called the pope also not, by but... the exact same writer but is it really? also about real life I don't Not know. I don't know enough about the Catholic the Church. I watched The Two Popes. You should watch it. It's actually kind of enjoyable. And the acting is very good. But it's just and more entertaining than you'd expect a movie about The Two Popes to be. Oh, because um, I thought I'd fall asleep immediately. Like, yes. I'd turn it on and go... It's beautiful. <gasps> no, it's, like, very... It's actually entertaining. Like, they portray... Like, there's a kind of, like, a weird, like, kind of, like, buddy... Are they gay? No. Someone told me they were gay. That's... A- People on Twitter have <laughs> taken the saying. I that. saw a thing on Twitter and it was like added to the collection. And it was like a bunch of different <laughs> scenes from like Call Me by Your Name and Portrait, which had like two the two main characters, which were obviously gay, and then the popes. And I was like, I don't. I think that's are the joke. popes gay? No. There okay. was a little. See, there I was a little homoeroticism. Homoeroticism. Oh, nice. Maybe I'm just reading that into it. But <laughs> here's what I didn't like about the two popes. They're like. They touch on, like, the sexual abuse scandal, but, mm-hmm. like, not in a way that, like, makes them take any responsibility for that. Mm. And I'm just like, 
But was this based in real life? I don't know. They, all of the conversations are made up. Yeah. So, like, the crown. But, like, the history. Yes, just like the crown. Oh, okay. But I've also heard that the depictions of Pope Benedict are not very fair. Oh. Which one is that? Is that the old one? Or? Yes, the old one. <laughs> Are they both old? Yes, but he's the older one. Older one. Got it, got they it. They say, because he's shown as kind of like this ambitious kind of... Um, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I love they, Anthony Hopkins. I really do. But good. they, apparently a lot of people are saying that Pope Benedict didn't want to become Pope, so that portrayal of him is unfair. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but him being more traditionalist is accurate. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think this is, this is Little Woman... This might be. This, I think this is Greta's first Oscar. This is the only thing Little Woman's gonna get tonight. The night. Yeah. I think this is going to Little Woman. Um, Greta, the night of, was it the night of the Grammys or the night before? But Greta won this award at USC, like a script awards thing, mm-hmm. which is apparently like, in the last like eight years, except for last year, it was the only year they didn't have like accurately predicted adapted screenplay. I love the math of awards season. I love the math <laughs> of season. It's so interesting to me. So I think, uh, Greta has this one in the bag as she should uh little woman is the best adapted screenplay out of all of these what best is screenplay. jojo rabbit adapted from well, uh, Nazi? The, Nazi. <laughs> the novel okay, Cage of Skies by christine Lunen. it really is based on the book i did not know that interesting i i think that if if Little Women doesn't win, The Irishman is going to. Yeah, I agree. Because oh, yeah. I don't really see it. Yeah. The Irishman is not going to... They don't, they don't really have much of a chance in the other <laughs> the categories Joker? we're talking about. Uh, if, Joker Joker. Ac- if Joker actually was to take that, that would be like when Green Book took original screenplay. So, like, last year. It would be like last <laughs> oh, year. God. Oh, God. That's awful. Okay, my prediction is Little Women. How about you guys? Same? Yeah. 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 Okay. Probably. Original screenplay. Um, Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Can um, I predict I th- who it's not going to be? It's not going to be Marriage Story. It's also probably not going to be Knives Out. Yeah. Oh, but it's I'm definitely not going to be I'm Knives happy Knives Out <laughs> snuck in there, though. <laughs> like, that that made me pleased. Um, this is where I get into, and I'll talk more about it later, but this is where I get into my problems with 1917. Mm. Um, my biggest problem with 1917 was that screenplay. Half of the dialogue to me just was not good. The performances sold it. The performances were really good, but I did not like the words that were coming out of their mouth. I think I rolled my eyes at least like 10 times when they spoke. So I don't know how the hell 1917 snuck. Well, I know how it snuck in here because it's probably <laughs> the best picture, but. yeah. It, I it, still don't think it needs to be here at all. It does stand out as the odd duck out out yeah. of four movies with amazing screenplays. And then 1917, which is really amazing, but for a lot of other reasons that aren't the screenplay. I, yeah, I think for sure that is their 1917's big weakness. Yeah. Is the screenplay. I really think that Parasite's strongest is their screenplay. Personally. Mm. I think it's, like, it's strong suit is, is the story. That's... Yeah, my favorite I mean, that's, thing about Parasite. That's completely valid. I think <laughs> yeah. I think Once is getting this for sure. Really? Uh, yeah, it's been doing strong in like the screenplay categories oh. with Tarantino. So I think I think Once is fully getting this. I I mean y'all know y'all know my pick is always Parasite. <laughs> Any category that Parasite's in, I'm picking it. So I would love for Parasite to get it. I mean I also think Parasite screenplay is better than Once Upon a yeah. Times. Uh but I don't really like Once Upon a Time that much, so that might be my bias shown as well. But, yeah, Once once is going to get it. I, I don't see Once Upon a Time getting it. You don't? I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, when I think of, like, Tarantino, 
I think, of, like, movies where they're very... Movies. Like, scenes in his previous movies where they're very dialogue-heavy, and I feel like there aren't really scenes like that that stood out in this one. But that just goes to show that when you think of Tarantino, you think of dialogue. But, yeah, but not with this one. I think other people have the same thing in their head. And they haven't seen any movies, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think they're paying more attention to his screenplay. Yeah, I'm mostly going by Tarantino's, like, name factor, like, being Tarantino, and then just its traction in award season so far. Um, but I do think if there was going to be an upset, then it, I think it would be Parasite yeah. if there was going to be an upset. But I, I just I feel like Tarantino got this one in the bag. I don't know. Probably, yes. I feel like, it yeah. depends on – it might depend on what else he wins, though. That's true. Because it true. might just give it to Parasite to kind of – to not give it other awards. Yeah, I don't see – Tarantino winning anything else, which is why I feel like they, I feel like it would be the same thing with, like, Black Klansman last year, where, like, it was nominated for a lot of things, but they weren't going to give it anything else but adapted screenplay, right. um, you know, because it's Spike Lee, uh, he never really won an Oscar before that, so, like, we got to give him something, but they're not going to give him director. He never won an Oscar? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Wow. That was his first Oscar, yeah, which is That's interesting. Kind of Especially because I didn't like that movie that much. So I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, it's Spike Lee. It's Spike Lee. So, like, I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, even though that should have went to Bill Street that year. But it's fine. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about supporting actor. We have Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Pesci? Pesci. Pesci. <laughs> and Brad Pitt. Joe Pesci. I'm I know who so I want to win. It's, I love Brad Pitt. I'm so confused. You think Pesci's winning over Oh, Pitt? yeah, I think Pesci's what? winning. Pitt has swept this entire yeah. award season. You really I also have not sneak? been paying attention to this entire <laughs> award season because every time I look at an award show, I see something that makes me mad. Yes. So I just don't. I think Pesci should win it. I. Agree. But Brad Pitt's also really good. Bra- I mean, so I can't. I have. Brad Pitt's just really. He's just so sexy. <laughs> so, <laughs> even though I don't like once, he was my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. And yeah. he was so good. And, like, I would prefer to go to Pesci, to be honest, personally. But, like, I can't even be mad at Brad Winnie because, like, I look at him and I'm like... That scene at the end yum. where he's high on LSD yeah. and, like, <laughs> dealing with the, the Manson people who come in, like, before all the violence breaks out. But when he's just, like, talking to them, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I, I will say, I I think Anthony Hopkins did well. I don't think he deserves an Oscar for it. Mm. But I've heard Tom Hanks was not good. Like, I, heard oh, this movie I disagree. Not, really. I thought he was... I didn't see the movie, but I've heard that people didn't think that he deserved. I thought he was great. I thought he was great. Really? Okay. As Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, he's my favorite part of that movie because I didn't like that movie. I would much. actually say, like, out of the people in this category, I would want him to win. I mean, oh. maybe that's because I haven't seen a movie that two of these people are nominated for. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah... I don't know, because I love Brad Pitt as, like, a person and a producer and, like, an actor, but I yeah. I don't know. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was not as memorable for me that I think, like, Same. it was I honestly for forgot a lot, of, a lot of it. I mean, I wouldn't... I think Brad was the thing that I remember the most about it, which is why I say I wouldn't be mad yeah. if he won, yeah. even though I'd rather go to Pesci. I wouldn't be mad if he won, because then we get to hear a speech from Brad Pitt. Maybe he'll talk about his Tinder again. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he'll shade Tarantino's foot yeah, fetish. Yeah, I wanted to bring up the foot fetish. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, so for supporting actress, we have Kathy Bates, Laura Dern, Scarlett Johansson, for some reason, Florence Pugh, <laughs> and Margot Robbie, for some reason. 
Wait, did Scarlett okay. Johansson? She okay, good. Got a Never mind. I... Scarlett Johansson's double domination is probably to me the one of the most upsetting aspects. Of the yeah, I have no idea why this occurred. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> she definitely deserves one of them. It's not entirely. It's not this one. No, <laughs> this is this is odd. Everyone told me that they hated Laura Dern's character in Marriage Story. I did not hate. I mean, she was like a bad person, kind of in some ways, but I didn't hate. I thought her. she was doing her job. She, I mean, a lot of the things she said, like, I've heard other people say, like, I don't think she was a horrible person. And I thought she acted the that well. And differences, at least for me, and I think why she definitely deserves to be in here, yeah. is that I, listening to her say it, I understand what she's saying, and she's yeah. saying all the right things, but I don't believe that she actually believes <laughs> yeah. them. I think she's just saying them because she knows it makes her sound good and is, like, a yeah. good, like this is the right thing to do cover for just screwing people over. Yeah. Yeah. And so that. that actually, I really liked her role. In and she's story. so fun in that movie. She's so she fun. Is. I prefer, in her two roles this year, I prefer her in Little Woman just because I thought it was a bit different for her. Um, whereas Marriage Story, I was a big season one, big Little Lies fan, and it kind mm -hmm. of felt like I've seen Laura Dern do this kind of character before. That being said, I still am very happy she's in here for Marriage Story because I loved her role in that. Um, and she she's winning. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. winning. Like, she's absolutely winning this. And I'm not mad at it. I'm sorry, Florence. If Florence girl, won, but... I would lose my mind. I would be so happy. There's no way in hell. <laughs> like, she's absolutely not going to win, but, like, her line delivery in that Florence movie is so funny. really good line delivery. Like... That girl knows how to deliver a lie. She will <laughs> win eventually. Yeah. Florence is gonna get her. Not Oscar. this year. Not this year. <laughs> but she will. Be She'll be eventually. back. She'll, She'll be, be back. back. Yeah. So am I the only person who's seen Richard Jewell? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, she said Kathy Bates, and I was like, for what? <laughs> yeah. No, she doesn't deserve an Oscar for this, but she's also Kathy Bates. Yeah. No, so she many, should not be here. She's this it, person, which is what we've done for Meryl yeah. Streep yeah. for her entire for career. Last yeah. ten years. Last ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, Meryl Streep didn't make it in here for Little Woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, she was on screen for five minutes, but she's Meryl Streep, so therefore. I thought Margot Robbie was one of the better acting in that movie. Yeah, Margot shouldn't be here either. Nobody's oh. I don't know if she should be nominated for an Oscar, but if they're going to pick someone from Bombshell, besides. Um, Nicole Kidman, I thought her character was certainly better than Megan Kelly. Did Margot Robbie win for I, Tanya, or did I completely invent that in my mind? You invented it. She was All nominated. Right. She was well, she should have. <laughs> Justice for I, Tanya. Yeah. Who won that year? Best Actress? I think it was, what's her name? From Three Billboards. Oh, screw yeah, that movie. I yeah. hate that movie. Okay, but yeah. Frances McDormand. Yeah, was okay. Delightful. She was, she was the good in it. Really yeah. She, the, the performances around the board was good in Three Billboards. But, but I, got paid death, so I'm still mad about it. that year. It did. Uh, this category also has the biggest snub that I can think of, um, which was, and it's bad because I don't even remember her name, uh, the grandma from uh, uh, The Zhao Shuzin. Yes. I might have mispronounced that, but Nai Nai. Where is Nai Nai? <laughs> It, award season does not hit the same without Nai Nai, and I'm very disappointed that she is not has here. she been nominated for anything? She's, she's been nominated for, like, I think, like, maybe critics, Golden, stuff, other okay. stuff, but not not yeah. the Oscar, which is wow. just breaks my heart. People were also saying that Jennifer Lopez uh, was snubbed for Hustlers. Mm. Um, I disagree. I think Constance was yeah, the Constance. best part of that movie, and the fact that she hasn't even been in the conversation was disappointing for me. Um, but people were... 
because Jennifer, out of that entire cast, had the best chance. So that's why people were mostly saying that Jennifer was snubbed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think this category is boring um, outside of Laura Dern. And it's something to go into lead actress that I feel the exact same. They made my two favorite categories, the actress categories, every year the most boring categories this year at the Oscars because the lead actress category we have Cynthia uh, Erivo I'm mispronouncing Erivo <laughs> for Harriet Scarlett Johansson again Marriage Story Saoirse Ronan Little Woman Charlize Theron Bombshell and Renee Zellweger Judy what the hell is this so I heard Harriet was bad, bad. bad it's yeah. bad yeah it's bad um, <laughs> and I I watched Judy and it was better acting than Charlize Theron in Bombshell mm-hmm. and I've yet to decide if I think it was better acting than Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story Scarlett Johansson's character made me cry more but I don't think that's because of Scarlett Johansson I yeah. just am so happy that Saoirse Ronan's Oscars unlock <laughs> like she deserves it you think she's getting this? probably oh, you I think just, Renee's well, not hold on. I just oh. forgot that Renee was there <laughs> I lived in a world for a second where Renee where wasn't Renee nominated. nominated, which would be a great world. Let's yeah. be honest here. No, uh, this wow. category is pretty shambles, in my opinion. What do you think, what do you think Steven? I like Saoirse Ronan's nomination, obviously. I like, this might be a controversial take, I think Scarlett Johansson deserves this nomination mm. much more than she deserves the supporting actress Thank one. You. Agreed. Um, Charlize Theron, fine. <laughs> I haven't seen the other two. Mm. Yeah, I, this category, and this is just a trend with all of it. So Cynthia is the only uh, actor of color nominated in any of the acting categories. Antonio does not count. He's, he's from Spain. Some people confuse that. Um, what about but, Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> I'm sorry, that joke is so tired. <laughs> uh, she would be, uh, if she was to win this, she'd be the first Asian woman to do so. <laughs> She'd also be the first plant. The first plant. We never had a tree win. No, uh, but the fact that Cynthia is the only actor of color to win, she's black, and it's for a role that plays a slave, is really frustrating because Harriet is a movie that did not was not well-received, yeah. and it feels like they just threw Cynthia in there to say, like, hey, we, we know that people of color exist where no one would agree that Cynthia was even amongst, like, the top yeah. ten of best roles for, like, people of color uh, this year. The fact that the entire Parasite cast was completely yeah. snubbed out. The Oscars have a really bad habit of nominating like Asian-led films in Best Picture and mm-hmm. all technical categories, but then completely ignoring the cast. Mm-hmm. It has happened several times. It happened with Slumdog Millionaire when the cast was the best part of that movie. It happened with like Lion and Cr- Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like They just have a really bad habit of doing this. Not a single, I think only like two Asian people have ever won an actor, and it's for, both for supporting. And the last one was like in the 80s. And I'm, I'm writing an article about this. That's why I know all these <laughs> on the top of my head. And it's just, it's really disgusting. It's really frustrating. And I don't know how many times we're going to have to rehash this same thing with the Oscars at this yeah. point. It's the really tired. The fact that Cynthia was nominated and Aquafina wasn't is yeah. really tough. makes no sense. And going back to the bias with horror, Lupita as yeah. well like scarlet got a nomination for two roles yeah. this year lupita literally played two roles in one film yeah it it and that's a bias as far as like lupita being black and they her oscar was for playing the slave as well um and it also the bias against horror and which is a whole nother thing this i just am 
very disappointed with the actress, both actress categories this year. I would love it to go to Sersha. I would love that. That would make I'm my gonna day. go back and live in my alternative. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just announced some of the presenters for the Oscars today oh, at the no. time of this filming, and Timothy is one of them. And so people were saying that he's gonna go backstage, he's gonna switch the envelopes, <laughs> so that he can get his best friend Sersha to win. Has <laughs> Sersha ever won? Like she is not. She is. But she's like nominated she's, for Brooklyn. This is like her fifth, fourth nomination. She's so talented. Yeah, and she's only 25. She's been wow. nominated four times. So, but she's not. She's gonna lose again. She might. Is she she's going only twenty five. She's only like twenty five. Yeah. yeah, we might be pulling an Amy Adams with Sersha. What if she follows the Amy Adams track where they just keep <laughs> nominating her? She loses every time. <laughs> Did Yolita win anything last year? Mm-mm. Okay, she I got also nominated. I invented that in my mind. There's like an award season that's happening <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, that's just like, that would like have that's broken. just what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Um, and then lead actor. We have Antonio Banderas, Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jonathan Price. <sighs> Antonio was so good. I would love this to go to Antonio. <laughs> that would make my I didn't like that role. What? Really? No, it didn't do anything for me. It it I just didn't connect to it for some reason. I wow. I realize that this is a, right a, a a take in the complete opposite direction of everybody else who saw that movie, but it it didn't. I don't know. I I'll, I liked a lot of the other like supporting characters like mm-hmm. around um him a lot more. Um, I think the the guy who was like the actor who he goes and starts smoking heroin with. I thought he was great. I thought the guy who was his. Uh, lover who comes mm-hmm. back. I thought he was great. I thought the mom, the old version of the mom, um, and the younger version of the mom were both great. I Antonio Banderas didn't do anything for me. Wow. This just like this category is just there's nothing here though. Really? In my opinion. Not, yeah, I didn't, no. I, I didn't like, really dislike any of their performances. Yeah, but it's I didn't just dislike them. I was just bored by them. <laughs> yeah, very bored. I did not... I guess how you feel about Antonio is how I feel about Leonardo in Once Upon a Time. He did absolutely nothing for me. I uh, loved DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oof, that's going to have to be the strongest I, movie for me. I liked him. I was completely bored. But I preferred bored. Brad. Like, I preferred Brad's oh, I acting. Yeah, I thought it. Brad Pitt was better. But that scene where, like, DiCaprio... F- or the, the scenes where he's, like, acting as an actor yes. and, like, being bad at it and then he freaks out about it and then, like, tries to get better... I thought that was all great. Yeah. I'm seeing, like, how many comedic or, like, semi-comedic roles are nominated this year. Ignoring for Eddie Murphy. the best for a male lead. if Eddie Murphy was in this, I would be rooting for him to win, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, um, just going back to Leo for a second, he bores me as an actor half the time. Yeah. So that it may just be me seeing Leo and, like, I'm, I'm going to need him to do something interesting. His next film is with Scorsese again. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, like, do work with, shake it up. Give me something fresh. You are, like, getting into retirement age. Like, I need something new from you immediately. <laughs> this might be a hot take, but I love The Revenant, so I was happy oh, yeah. about, about it. But I thought yeah, Leo was the weakest part of that movie. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's what he should have won his Oscar for. I agree. No. no so what, do you, what do you think he should have won his Oscar for? I don't know. This. Because Maybe people, have won people Oscar make Oscar. it like or a big Wolf thing that he hadn't won an Oscar before that. But and I'm I like, for what? That at all. For what would he have won it for? I guess, I, Wall Street. I, I yeah. guess Wall Street. True. If I had to pick one, I'd pick Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd go with that. Either The Wolf of Wall Street or if we had skipped The Revenant, Once Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's some of the best work DiCaprio has ever done. I like his character. I like the writing of that character. Like, the fact that that character is a thing in that movie, I just enjoy. And I like some of his scenes, like Steven was saying. Also, it's, we have to address the clown. I mean, I was just about to say, it's funny we're all talking about this, but we know Joaquin's getting it regardless. We have to address the clown. Yeah, big flop, big flop. I really liked his acting. I'm sorry. Like, I, like, yeah, there are problematic aspects of this movie, and the more I read about the director, he's definitely problematic. But, I like, what, I, I don't know. Like, give me a reason, like, why you think Joaquin did a bad job acting. Because what did, what did he do that was, like, not something I've already seen before from him? Okay, skip uh, skip that just entirely. Like, but was his performance bad? <laughs> it was fine. I mean, I thought he was the only thing that made that movie watchable, other than maybe the cinematography and the score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also kind of helped that absolutely nobody else in the movie gets enough character development or yeah, time right. to be... I mean, even De Niro, who uh, snubbed for this. Oh my god, not, I forgot De Niro. Not, not for Joker. Not <laughs> a snub Irishman. for De Niro yes. in Joker. <laughs> Uh, snub for De Niro in the Irish. I 100% agree with that. He's definitely better than I Al Pacino. I forgot De Niro wasn't Joker. How do you forget De Niro was in a movie because of this? He got <laughs> shot in the head. Yeah, I yeah. forgot. I completely <laughs> forgot. This is why I hate that movie. Uh, no. I, I think Joaquin... Yeah, flop. I... He <laughs> made me feel nothing. Um, he was good. Yeah. Like, he was good. I won't dispute that. But me, like, sometimes it's hard to, like, separate screenplay and acting, and I just really dislike this screenplay. So I'm just remembering, like, the really bad lines. And a it's lot like... of things he had to say. See, that's the thing, but I think he elevated them. Like, I think yeah. anybody else saying those yeah. lines or doing the things that he does in that movie, it would have completely flopped for me. And the only reason why some of the scenes I was like, okay, I sort of buy where we're going here sometimes, were because he was... That makes him. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Maybe I just like the character. Like, not, I don't like the Joker, obviously, but I, I was looking for someone to do Joker well, and that's, like, what I got out of it. I guess he acted with what he was given well. I don't know if that movie did Joker well, but he Damn. acted, like, what he was given well. Um, I'm happy that in the last, the, I don't remember what it was, but the last time he won his speech, he shouted out uh, Heath, which I thought was, like, he said, I'm standing yeah. on, like, the shoulders of Heath, which I thought was really good. Um, but yeah, no. Um, he's gonna win, which sucks. Well, uh, we can just pretend it was for you were never really here. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. I'm just closing my eyes and saying justice for Lynn Ramsey and justice for you were never really here. <laughs> Alright, let's get to the big one. Let's get to the big one. Best picture. Before we oh, get to the big yeah. one, uh, I know Joaquin Phoenix is gonna win. I think Adam Driver should win. Mm. Just moving on. Oh, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, his role in Marriage Story was Yes, I'll amazing. double down on that. Yeah, but also I'm, Antonio. Uh, I'm going to say Joaquin's going to win, and then should win, I would give it to Adam or Antonio. Yeah. Also, I don't know, are you addressing cinematography at all later? 1917. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was going, like, I thought about it, but then I realized, like, we know say, that's going to 1917. Yeah. So, like, yeah. All right. Last one. Best picture. We got Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Woman, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I've been so, seeing so many think pieces about what if 
um, Ford beat Ferrari wins. And I'm like, what world are you living in? <laughs> I saw someone say, like, I mean, prayers for a little woman. I was like, guys, I need us to be realistic here. <laughs> this is not winning. I think we can definitely cross off Ford beat Ferrari. Yeah. The Irish yeah. Wins, I don't think I will say, though, love Ford v. Ferrari. Ford v. Ferrari was great. I had to put some good things about it. It's too, I got to like, put some respect on its name. Good and simple. It's like when uh, Hell or High Water got nominated yeah. a couple years ago. And it's like, oh, wow, this movie is watchable. And you could sit down with your family and be like, oh, that was a really fun time. Well, Hell or High Water isn't a fun time. Yeah, but was... up until the end, it's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to win. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jojo Rabbit has a chance either. No. I think um, the only ones that have a serious shot in this painting say Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And yeah. if we're narrowing yeah. down even more, it's between 1917 and Parasite. It's crazy to me how much traction The Irishman lost. Yeah. Honestly. But I don't know if it's that crazy. I just feel like it was the thing on, like, everybody's mind, like, when it came out, and then, like, it just really just, like, That's kind of like how A Star is Born last year. Like, yeah. when it first came out, people were like, oh, this is going to, like, this might sweep, y'all. And then it, like, got nothing. <laughs> I think there <laughs> are also too many other stories surrounding the Irishman between, like, the de-aging technology yeah. and the length and the number of lines that, mm. um, uh, What's-Her-Face got. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I forgot name. her name. Um, the daughter. Yeah. That, that's just gonna bother me. I, hot thing. take. I actually thought that was really well done in the me movie, too. and I think it has I, a really good impact. I 100% agree. Um, but anyway, uh, and then Martin Scorsese's whole completely justified beef with with Marvel, the MCU. Um, but like Anna Packin. Anna Packin, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So we got to award season, and people were just like, oh, "I'm, I'm tired of hearing about all the." different yeah. stupid controversies around also, this movie. Like, I think the length also hurt it. I think Academy voters are really annoying and they don't know how to do their job, which is watch movies. <laughs> and so I feel like a lot of them just was like, oh, this is like, it's Scorsese, so of course we're going to like nominate for stuff, but it's also three hour long. I'm, half of them didn't watch it. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Probably uh, not, no. um, I can't speak because I also didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think, once Upon a Time has recently lost a lot of the traction that it had yeah. uh, beginning in the award season. So, like, it's still, like, one of the front runners, but it's it's not the front runners. Yeah, no. um, and then the only reason why I left Joker's front runner was because it snuck in with the best editing nom, which is just weird to me. And best well, editing and it got so many And it got 11 nominations, yeah. which is the reason why I put Joker. But I don't think it's going to win. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think so. Also, we live in Hell World, and <laughs> so yeah. because of the logic of the world we live in, Joker will win because it's the worst possible <laughs> option. If that, nope. This is the, <laughs> this is the justification for why I Green think, Book won last year. <laughs> I think it's too controversial to win. Quite frankly, Green like, Book. Green Book was pretty controversial. The whole Don Shirley's whole family was against that movie, and they just yeah. said we don't care. <laughs> they, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Only Mahershala Ali apologized to his family. Nobody else did. It's wild. Yeah. Um. But this this is between 1917 and Parasite, and it's gonna go to 1917. Yeah, Can I, I just create a conspiracy theory right now? Yeah. Okay. I think the Academy they get the screeners right. They get the screeners before 1917 comes out, so they all watch it because they want to feel like they're in on it. And that's why it won, because that's the one they've all seen. Yeah, I, I really think that <laughs> recency bias is coming into play here with 1917. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it came mm -hmm. out the, the latest, and, like, they just got those screeners, and it's a good yeah. movie. Um, 
I forgot that we didn't do director. I'm just going to say it's Sam Mendes or Bong Joon-ho, and probably Sam Mendes, just because he won the DGA. Why did Todd Phillips get nominated for this? <laughs> He's the worst part of Joker, Literally. which is saying something. Yes, it makes no sense. Like, at least last year with Green Book, Peter Farrelly didn't sneak into the Best Director category. Right. Like, this year, we st- we were stuck with Todd Phillips. Every every director's round table, I have to see his stupid I face. No, I love, I love them putting Todd Phillips on director round tables because he just consistently embarrasses himself. The best part about last year was round tables with Spike Lee and Peter Farrelly, and Spike Lee just refusing to look at Peter Farrelly. <laughs> like, everyone would talk, and Spike Lee would look at them, and then Peter Farrelly would talk, and he would just look straight forward. It was the funniest thing. Honestly, yeah, his I- decision for that whole movie was great. My like my favorite part about the roundtables this year was Todd Phillips just sucking up to Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin Scorsese hasn't even seen Joker. Yeah. Did you see his comments? He was like, he was like, yeah, I know what it's about. I don't need yeah. to see it because <laughs> yeah, it's his movie, but badly. Right. <laughs> Did he um say something about uh, funding? Like he didn't end up funding. Um, yeah, he was Joker. supposed to be involved in that, but then it supposed ended to be up, like a producer. And his, yeah, and like his like kind of ex- explanation was so shady yeah. he was basically oh, trying him. not to say that he's like i didn't want to do that oh, because Todd King. phillips was sitting right Short there King. also if martin scorsese had directed joker that would have been the best movie of the year <laughs> hands so down it would have been so good because it, it would have probably included all of the things that were actually kind of good in the movie yeah. but then yeah. just done all the shitty stuff better yeah my Agreed. my least favorite line of that movie almost made me dislike it but i was i was kind of watching other things people were saying about it too but the line where he is about to kill yeah that's Robert what i think of when i think of his performance yeah and he says that extremely cringy line about mental illness and like society and i was like that is that's so the line on the that, that's the line that made so many people be like Upset. joker is a story that talks about men's like joker stands and it's like yeah what, what does it say about me like what like shut up it says that if you go out and shoot people people, people will like you yeah for me, I saw th- the only thing that was kind of valuable about the mental illness conversation in that movie is, like, the funding being cut for his therapy. I was like, that's actually kind of accurate and, like, sad and awful. And, I mean... And then they do nothing with it for... Yeah. The problem was, like, all of the social commentary was such, like, a mix of, like, buzz topics that all came down to, like, it's society, man. Yeah. It's literally the most, <laughs> we live in a society movie. We live in a society. Like, Remember, like, the Pepsi commercial where, uh, what's your face? Oh my god, Kylie guy? Jenner? Yeah. When she hands the, no, Kendall Jenner. Kendall, when she hands yeah. the Pepsi the, and then they, like, solve the... Yeah. That's what the Joker it. felt like to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> like, with signs that say, like... I don't know. Racism is bad or something. Yeah. That's Except like for in that movie or in that commercial, they claim that it could all be solved with a Pepsi. In this movie, it was like, oh, yeah, just let the mentally unstable people kill people and then we'll all be happy? Question mark. That's Joker. not my problem. My problem with that movie is just that I just feel like it's a really tepid critique. And then, gotcha. and then I think part of it is that then people go on and they're like, oh, the Joker is so deep. Yeah. So I think like those it's, a, people it's one just... of those movies that that thinks that it's saying a lot and it's really saying nothing. But because it puts on like a masquerade that it's saying a lot, people are like, "Oh my god, this said so much!" Mm-hmm. Like fake deep. It's fake deep. It's one of those. I things. like the... I think it all depends on like like you said. Like you didn't feel anything for him, but like so I know some people that watched it. I didn't necessarily feel that bad for him. But there's some people that did kind of sympathize with him, and that made them uncomfortable because of how he's portrayed later. Like. The fact that he ends up killing people and i thought that kind of has about a little bit of value to the storytelling just like making people uncomfortable with the idea that you could sympathize with someone like that 
There's but so many movies that have done that so much better. Possibly. <laughs> Taxi Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I've never seen King of Comedy, but I saw clips from it, mm. and it's it's really similar. Yeah. Yeah, it's like almost the same. I hate you talking about this. But back to Best Picture, uh, because Joker <laughs> might probably won't get it. It's it's. You don't think Quentin Tarantino has a chance for Joker? No. No. I think it's between Sam Mendes and Monk. Didn't he? Oh, Sam Mendes did win, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He won the DGA. Okay. Which is why 1917 is most likely going to win Best Picture. Now, 1917 is a good movie. I liked it. I gave it three stars on Letterboxd. Three stars? Wow, yeah. that's a ringing endorsement. I gave <laughs> Green Book three stars. stars. I gave Green Book half star. <laughs> like, for me, that means that I liked it. Okay. And that, like, I was like, okay. I almost gave it three and a half, but then I knocked it down. Um, my problem with 1917, and this may just be like me, because like I, and I've said this to you guys before on different occasions, but I have a fundamental problem with war films a lot of the times. Um, and my problem with 1917 is, and I, I don't know if I can even blame this on the movie itself, which is not, I don't know if it's the movie's fault, I don't know, but I don't think it justifies why it exists. Like, why we needed this story again. I I didn't feel anything, that it brought anything new to the stories of World War One and, like, brave men who fight. Yes, it has, like, semi-anti-war se- uh, sentiments within it. It does. I'll give it that, but nothing that's going to change anybody's mind about why we should, why we shouldn't be fighting in wars. It's nothing, nothing that's that explicit. I have searched and searched different 1917 reviews to see if anybody got anything out of it like that, and they did not. And I just feel like it was a good experience to watch it, and like I had fun with it. Not fun. Well, it was a bit sad. It didn't make me cry or anything. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> I had like. I had fun with it, and I recognized the value of 1917, but I just feel like, and I guess going back specifically to Best Picture and, like, the films that we are going to award, the very first film that won Best Picture was Wings. I had to watch it for class. It's a World War I film, uh, and I don't think war films, except maybe The Hurt Locker probably, which, coincidentally, directed by a woman. That's all I'm saying. I don't <laughs> think war films have progressed in its takes on war mm-hmm. that much past what 1927 Wings said. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like while 1917 deserves to be in Best Picture, like a Best Picture nomination, I think awarding this film would signal to me the Academy's refusal to do anything different, to do anything new, to do anything exciting in the films that it wants to reward. It's going back to 16, if 1917 wins, that would be 16 war films that have won Best Picture. And it just feels like we're treading the same ground with the same masculine war films directed by men about men's experiences in war or in combat and stuff like that. The only woman director to win Best Picture was about a war film that was distinctly about men's experiences. I mean, to win Best Director and Best Picture too. So I just feel like Night Parasite, in my opinion, is a better film than 1917, so on that merit alone, I think it would deserve more. But also, even if they were on equal merit, Parasite alone being something that is original, something that's fresh, the only South Korean film to ever be nominated for an Oscar in general, and the best 
like critically received film of the year, like if you just look down at the met like the numbers, that alone should place it above any of these films here. But it's not, and I think that's sad. That's mm. my soapbox. <laughs> I, I agree soapbox. that nineteen seventeen is safe. It's yes. a really yeah. safe pick because like, And the Academy I, loves safe. They, they do love safe. <laughs> um I would say Green That's Book why it's a very safe choice. <laughs> um but I yeah, I can I I think I'm struggling to disagree with you because I want to defend it in some way, but I I don't think I can with the points that you brought up because it doesn't really tell us anything new. And it is safe. I really do think it deserves best cinematography. Oh, 100%. I, really, I would never dispute that. Yeah, and I think like the acting in the movie is really great. I agree. And there is something kind of... Um, the only defense I have is that it's an experience. It felt like an experience mm-hmm. to me, much more so than almost all of the other movies um, felt. And I think that might be because of the long shot. It makes you sit in the movie. I think it's a really unusual viewing experience because we're very used to high-paced stuff. And I think some people might have felt a little bored because of that. But I, I felt bored, which is good. Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, I think if you really like movies, you won't feel bored because but it's just because of the nature of how the movie is filmed that you have to sit with these people and i think that does offer a different perspective but i don't know if it's different enough so i guess i agree with you yeah that makes sense what i've seen like from a lot of people is critiquing like kind of what you said about like they don't think it said anything new and i think i just like don't look at movies to like say something to me which i i think like if people do like that's completely valid but I feel like I experience movies, like, a lot more emotionally than, like, looking for it to say something. Yeah, that make, that completely makes sense. I think normally I'm not looking for a movie to, like, say, unless it's, like, Joker, where it's saying that it's supposed <laughs> to say something. Yeah. Normally I'm not either. I think the only reason I'm looking for it to say something is because it is a thing that, like, I thought the same thing about Little Woman in a very different way in the sense that this is, like, the millionth adaptation we've had mm-hmm. of that film. Therefore, I need her to bring something new to that table because I don't think, or at least for me personally, I can't watch films outside of the context of the time that we're in. And if you're going to make the fourth adaptation of Little Woman, you better be bringing something new to the table. Mm-hmm. And Greta did that, 1917, different scenario, of course. But if you're going to tread these same waters of like a war film, especially World War One and World War Two, which we've had a million times, you should be bringing something new to the table, I feel like, personally. When I look at film, like, on its own, it's an experience, great movie. But I think, I don't know, I feel like, why was this movie made? Right. I mean, I think, I, I can definitely see your your argument about putting Parasite over 1917 for a win. It definitely makes sense, especially because this best picture race is a lot of movies about white men. Yeah. Like, a, <laughs> I would say five or six out of these are aggressively about white men, maybe seven um but uh i mean i think what made the movie great for me was as bella said the experience this is the i mean i've seen a lot of war movies this is the only one that made me check to see if i had gotten shot when gunshots were ringing out on screen um which was a really weird experience um and it really drew me into the movie this movie the movie also i think justifies its one take thing yeah, a that's lot what I better it than most. Yeah. Birdman? 
Yeah, <laughs> Birdman. I mean, I appre- I thought it was cool, but so, I, it didn't need to be done just, like that. Whereas nineteen seventeen, I completely got why. Yeah. But I feel like nineteen seventeen is a movie. This sounds. This sounds like I'm saying this in a bad way, but I don't mean it in a bad way. It's made to show how impressive yeah. it is to be made. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big. I'm. Al- I think I also. I love technical stuff of filmmaking, but I'm also big on stories. Like, I want to screenwrite. So, like, I think that might also be the thing that's keeping me from really loving this film as well is because I was just like, but the story. Like, I can't, I just couldn't sink my teeth into it the way that I wanted to. And that was, like, pretty disappointing to me. And I think that if you take it outside of that awesome theater experience, like, is this film worth seeing? I, I mean, like, the, the war, like, I felt exhausted by, like, the point where he reaches the battalion, and he's, like, he's gotten out of the water, he's just, like, stumbling, and then he, like, kind of collapses against this tree. It's a little unrealistic, like, he probably should have been down for the count, like, a while before that, but I really felt the exhaustion with that, and I thought that was an interesting take. I'll just say about the screenplay, like, I kind of see where you're coming from about, like, the dialogue. Like, it was very direct. I didn't really necessarily bother me. But I really appreciated the structure of the movie, especially, like, the parallelism, like, between, like, the first and the last shot. And I know, like, people were clowning it a little bit. People have been, like, calling it, like, video game, like, in its format. I don't know. I, it worked for me. Yeah, it didn't not work for me, Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's my main takeaway with that, is that it didn't not work for me, but it didn't. It wasn't, like, I wouldn't put it on my best of, yeah. personally, but... But I'm predicting 1917, but I want Parasite. What do you guys think? Parasite would be better. Yeah. I'll predict Parasite. I'll go, I'll be crazy. That, that would make, if Parasite pulls a moonlight, that'd make my day. Because that's basically where it's standing right now. I'm going to, like, manifest it. I'm going to speak it into existence. Thank you. Parasite's going to win. But, so, yeah, that's all that we have for you today. I thought that that was a really, really fun discussion. Um, our next episode will be an Oscars recap, and we'll also be talking a little bit about Sundance because there's been a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Um, I may be joined by some of the same guests, maybe joined by completely different guests. We will see. Um, but, yeah, does anybody have anything they want to plug? Anything? Nope. Nope. Uh, I would like to plug the, we filmed an Oscars roundtable kind of thing um, with a few other different voices uh, in the voice. Uh, So if you want to get a few different other opinions about the Oscars, um, check that out. And yeah, that is all for this time. See you guys next time. Thanks.